0: It is Monday, March 13th. I'm Scott Sidenberg.
1: And I'm AJ Hoffman. The
0: bracket is out.
1: And the Rams continue their fire sale. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start
1: your day. The bracket is out, the number one seeds are announced. We already know what the Vegas lead is, Scott. It is the NCAA tournament. Let's, let's not beat around the bush.
0: The lead. Although Scotty Scheffler winning the players' championship was Victor pretty Victor
1: cool. Hovland finishing top ten <laughs> was pretty cool. That's all I cared about. Had a boy Hav,
0: Javi. I don't know what we call you. Nice, nice cash for you. Congratulations. But let's talk about the brackets. They are out. The number one seeds are Alabama in the south, Houston in the Midwest, Kansas in the
1: west, and Purdue in the east. Right off the bat, I was surprised by this. So the thing that surprised me was, and I guess it shouldn't surprise me anymore, clearly decisions were made on Saturday, and the assumption was that, well, Kansas lost today, Houston is now mm-hmm. higher on the seed line than Kansas. Little did they know on Sunday Houston would lose Houston would get smashed mm-hmm. and they still they still send Houston to the location that probably should have gone to Kansas. You could also make an argument for Texas being a one seed after what they've done uh, the other question about what the who the last one seed was going to be got answered when Purdue won the big Ten although', I'll be it, by the skin of their teeth, mm-hmm. and and when UCLA lost last night in the final to Arizona, so uh, I wasn't shocked necessarily. I was just shocked at who got sent where. That's what I'm saying. Like I thought that Kansas would be higher than um, than Houston. Well, again, welcome to the committee. Take Sunday off. Like, yeah. listen, we've we've done all this work. Mm-hmm. You want us to work on Sunday? The Lord says to rest. So we will rest. So those are your one
0: seeds. Here are your two seeds. Your two seed in the south is Arizona. Texas, your two seed in the Midwest. UCLA, your two seed in the west. And Marquette, your two seed in the east. If you had to pick one of those two seeds that has the best chance to get to the final four, who would you
1: select? Marquette. Marquette has a a very – like. You know, I I kind of want to say Texas. I think Texas has a very live chance too. But Marquette's region is so wide open. Like I I don't believe in Duke. I don't believe in Purdue. Uh, Tennessee's without you know their point guard. It's just a it's a wide open region. And Marquette is playing as as good as anybody in the country right now. Uh, what they did in the Big East tournament was wildly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that they are a scary number two seed. Vermont, who's normally like a a scary team for a, a, a high seed to play, early in the tournament. This is not the same Vermont team that they normally have. You know, it's they're fine, but they play in like a terrible conference. It's not like what what you're used to. Uh, So I, I think their region just opens up to them having the best path. So you take a look at the odds to win the national championship.
0: Houston is your favorite. Alabama is your second favorite. And then you got Kansas, Purdue, UCLA, Gonzaga, Texas is in there as well. Arizona's in the mix. Yukon a little further down. I don't think I would go past Yukon, but maybe you can
1: make an argument for Marquette at 25 to 1. I mean Marquette just won the big east. Yeah. Yukon couldn't. Mm-hmm. They uh they handled their business. I I don't know. I I, I think Yukon is still loved by the market more than they're loved by me, loved by analytics more than they're loved by me. Like I watch them and say. I get like their highs are extremely high. Like, if you said UConn played their six best games of the season over the next six days or next six games, mm-hmm. they can absolutely win this tournament. The problem is we've seen them play at that level about five times over the course of a 30-something game (laughs) season. It's just hard to trust them. Like, they require serious shot making. So let's talk. uh, I tweeted this out because
0: every year it's the old cliche, and you're going to hear people say it on shows, on podcasts, all week. A 12 always beats a 5. Yes, we know a 12 always beats a 5, okay? Still, everyone's going to talk about it. Everyone's going to bring it up. So, let's just fall in line. Which 12 seed has the best chance to pull the upset? Here are your 12-5 matchups. All right. Charleston, San Diego State, mm-hmm. which by the, which opened up as San Diego State five-point favorites. Because, mm-hmm. again, these spreads matter. Not the seeding. The spreads matter. So, that was the open there. The other 12-5 matchup in the Midwest, Drake-Miami.
1: San Diego State, by the way, four and a half now. Four and a half. Okay,
0: Drake-Miami. Miami Miami opened up as a four-point favorite. Yep. In the East, 12-5 Oral Roberts and Duke with the Dukies opening up as a a six-and-a-half point favorite. And then the 12-5 matchup in the West,
1: VCU-St. Mary's with St. Mary's, as a five-point favorite, I'll, I'll preface this entire conversation by saying: If you said five or twelve seeds and thirteen seeds against the fours and fives, I think it will be more more twelves and thirteens winning in the opening round, than there will be fours and fives. Here
0: are your th- here are your thirteens. Your 13, 13 uh, matchup here. Is going to be Louis Louisiana Tennessee. Yeah, that's interesting because Tennessee's injuries. That's in the East. Yeah, that is interesting. Iona UConn. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino squad. <laughs> yeah. Future St. John's coach. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's in the West. Then you have Kent State Indiana in the Midwest, and Furman.
1: Against Virginia the in men the of South, fur. yeah, I, I think I it, I would say like if you made the line like if you said four and four, and if it's a push I win, I would take that saying more thirteen wow. and four or more uh twelves and thirteens win straight up than than fives and fours. So I went over my
0: process last week of how I fill, how I do the brackets. I fill out my gut bracket first glance. I don't do any analysis. I don't even look at the point spreads. I just fill out the bracket the first time I print it out, and I fill it out. Uh, then, over the ne- course of the next three days, I'm going to do all my research. I'm going to talk to all the experts, and then I'll fill out another bracket and compare the two and see come up with a final bracket. In my gut bracket, I selected... Drake to upset Miami mm-hmm. as the twelve five. I selected VCU over St. Mary's. So
1: you're all over it. You're, you're, as you're the picking 12-5. up what I'm putting down.
0: Your gut is where my head is. I did not select any other twelve five upset, and I did not select any 13-seed
1: over a six. Okay, well, your gut was with me for a little while. But, uh, no, I, I agree with you on Drake. I, well, Drake was uh, one of the plays that I hammered immediately at three and a half. Uh, well, you know Drake coffee kicks, you know? I don't know. <laughs> but it's down to two, two and a half in most places now. So, it, I mean, obviously – I've not that, CL, not that CLV's helped me uh, sleep at night anytime recently, but I think this Drake team is super live, and Miami, without their big, Like this is a team that only has one big. They play four out, one down low. He's out with an injury. Uh, they're very, very vulnerable. I'm looking forward to Gonzaga UCLA
0: Sweet 16 here in Vegas. We talked about this a week ago as the potential for being a one versus two seed in the regional final in Las Vegas. But this could be this is gonna be a two-three matchup in the Sweet 16. First question, AJ, does that matchup even happen? Cause UCLA, they have the 15 seed UNC Asheville, and then the winner of Boise State Northwestern. Gonzaga has to get by Bryce Drew's Grand Canyon squad. Yeah. And then they face the TCU
1: playing game winner. Yeah, I think Gonzaga's there. I, th- I actually, th- I think both these teams get there. Although UCLA, I think will be it'll be a little bit of a struggle for them. UCLA, without Jalen Clark, who is their best defensive player, one of the one of their key guys, uh, they lost him. He tore his Achilles, so he's done for the for the year. He's he's done done. Um, so that's one less one less weapon that this team has. I, I this is a team that isn't particularly deep to begin with. Uh, and UCLA, they're also not a team. They don't shoot the ball well necessarily. They they're not a team that profiles like as, as a team that I looked to back in March. They're not they, like they don't shoot threes really. It's a, it's a, a ton of mid range, and they don't really attack the rim. So they, they're, it's the kind of team that I don't like. They're good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think they get to Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga takes care of business. So I think Gonzaga's a better team than than them right now.
0: Okay, so we know there's a lot of things that uh, that go—that circulate throughout the Internet when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Sure. One of the more popular things over the past couple of years has been the Ken Palm efficiency rankings. Mm -hmm. Offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. And I believe— Top 20 in both. Exactly. I believe if you go back in the history of the NCAA tournament, or at least the last decade or so— It's been the top – every NCAA champion has been a top 40 Ken Palm offense, top 20 Ken Palm defense, I believe it is. Okay. So, if you look top 40, it's every national champion since 2002.
1: Okay.
0: Top 40 Ken Palm offense, top 20 Ken Palm defense. The teams that qualify, that are amongst the favorites, let's say, Houston. Yep. Alabama. Yep. Kansas. Yeah. UConn. UCLA. And then one other team fits this criteria
1: Texas Longhorns. No. Yes. Oh, they do? Yes.
0: Where do they rank right now? Or did that change recently?
1: Uh, Texas is 18th offense, 11th defense. Okay. So they're in. Okay. Creighton. Yeah. Listen, all of Creighton's numbers you need to consider that they went through a stretch of four games in the middle of the season without Ryan Kochbrenner, who is like the key oh. guy. Ryan <laughs> Uh So 21 and 12, did they win as many games as they should have? No, there was a lot of people who thought they were going to be like a top five, top 10 team coming into this season. And they, they didn't end up being that. But if you pull out those games, they certainly had the potential to be, and you take away the you know one of, if not the best player in in the Big East. That's a big loss. And this Creighton team, when they're firing on all cylinders, is very good. Now that said, on Friday. They got blitzed by Xavier and were out of that game really before it started. Like it, Xavier got up to a big lead and just ran away from them. But the day before that, you saw them smack down Villanova in a game where everybody was saying, "Oh, Villanova is going to beat Villanova, might win this tournament." Mm-hmm. And Creighton went in and took care of business. I like Creighton. I think Creighton is a uh, a, a very good team when they play their best. Uh, their draw wasn't necessarily my my favorite uh, in in the board. But I, I do think that they've got a chance to win some games.
0: Where is Gonzaga in Ken Palm defensive efficiency? Uh,
1: they're low because their their offense is at number, number one. Number one. Yep. I think they're out there six. That doesn't bode well for this trend of being in the it's top not. forty
0: but, uh, or top twenty defensively and top forty offensively. But
1: also, like remember those trends. It's not necessarily. Every single year, it's most years that tends to be the case. Well, no, every champion since 2002 has
0: been in the top 40 – Offensively and okay. top twenty defense.
1: It used to be twenty and twenty, exactly. and then somebody yeah. won and they moved the bar again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I don't know. I, I guess when Gonzaga wins the national championship, every national champ has been
0: top, top twenty, top, and top has seventy-six, been, has been top three, top <laughs> two offensively, every and top even 76 <laughs> defensively.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into that stuff, but it, it, it is uh, you do you do have to have some defense to win this thing, uh, which which UCLA certainly gives me some is the pause. Number one Ken Pons um, adjusted defensive efficiency but
0: they lost their best defensive player losing Jalen Carter I was about to ask yeah. how much does that affect them defensively
1: Uh it's it's huge Jalen Clark not Jalen, Jalen Carter Clark. Uh that's the Jalen uh, Carter's got some other He's issues. got his own issues <laughs> yeah. going on outside of torn Achilles Uh no Jalen Jalen Clark is phenomenal he's top 10 in the country in steal rate like he he is a a force on the defensive end he whoever your best offensive player is that's who he goes and gets so that it's it's a big loss for UCLA. They are a, I think now they're still a, a good defensive team, but they're not an elite defensive team without him on the floor. So we're going to go through
0: the brackets over the next couple of days. We're going to do a big dream pod with the bracket uh, breakdown. We're actually going to do two big dream pods. Okay, because we're going to do first and second rounds. Yeah. And we'll, no, no, yeah. we're going to do oh,
1: first day and second day. First day and second
0: yeah. day. Got it. So we'll go game by game. You want to make sure you listen to that on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Feed. Better have your notes ready. Uh, well, I'm going to have all these Ken Palm notes and everything. <laughs> your gut. and your gut. And Bart, Bart Torvik.
1: Yeah, Bart and all Torvik's that stuff. a good sight.
0: So speaking of my gut, here's my gut final four. Tell me if I'm crazy. Alabama. Yes.
1: Okay. Alabama, the one seed out of the South. I I don't think that's crazy at all. I, Alabama, like, I had real concerns about Alabama coming into the SEC tournament. Things were not going well for the Tide. Uh, it felt like the all the outside drama had kind of caught up to them and it, they were starting to play poorly. You know, they, they lost the, the season finale to Texas A&M. They were in overtime with Auburn the game before that they won by three against Arkansas. They won by two against South Carolina in overtime. South Carolina terrible. It was like, man, what's going on with this team? I don't know that there's a team that played over the, le- over the last few days, that dominated as much as Alabama did. Like, they they destroyed Mississippi State, destroyed Mizzou, and then destroyed Texas A&M like, it, it, like they were just having scrimmages. And if that is the team that's going to show up at the tournament, I think absolutely that's a Final Four team.
0: I have the number one seed in the Midwest, Houston, going to the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's crazy, although what what I saw today is a little concerning. Uh they are great defensively almost always they were less than great today without Marcus Sasser on the floor and Memphis Memphis scored more points in the first half than Cincinnati or East Carolina scored in the entire game the first two rounds of the AAC tournament so they they really took it to this Houston team which is not used to getting bullied around uh, I don't know what the the long term prognosis is for Marcus Sasser. He had a groin injury. Mm. Uh, they, of course, they're saying, "Oh, it was just precautionary." Uh, so, which may be true. I, I don't know. That may be true. But if he's not out there, I mean, he's the he's the the best player on their team. They need him out there. What I will say about Houston is, they got about the best matchup you could get, even from an ATS standpoint in round one by getting Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky is a zone team. They don't rebound at all, and all Houston does is get second-chance opportunities. They And obviously, they're going to be much physically stronger and imposing over this team. They are going to get a prob- some absurd number of offensive rebounds, probably close to 50% of their misses, they're going to clean up and have a second chance at. Uh, I, I think Houston absolutely torches Northern Kentucky, who isn't bad it's just a really bad matchup for them. My final four team
0: from the East region is the two seed Marquette.
1: Yeah, I, obviously, I said earlier, I like Marquette quite a bit. Uh, I gave out a future on them uh, last week on the Dream Pod 25 to 1. Uh, and the. You no know, thirty-five to one. I apologize, and they're looking better than that now after running through the Big East. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that play as well. Especially, I said that part of the region, that part of the bracket is mm-hmm. pretty wide open. And
0: my Final Four team from the West Region, the Gonzaga Bulldogs,
1: the three seed. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, I'm contemplating that mm-hmm. as well. They again, it, what we saw in person is if they played defense like they played against St. Mary's they're going to be really difficult for anybody to beat. The problem is we haven't seen that There's mm-hmm. a reason why they're 76th in defensive efficiency. Maybe they're pacing themselves and getting ready for the tournament. Maybe so, but listen, I've I've seen I've picked Gonzaga in the final four many a time uh with much better, more talented teams than mm-hmm. they have now and found myself disappointed. So that's the other that's the 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 angel on my shoulder saying, "Don't do this." We've done this before, and you know it doesn't go well for you. And the devil's like, yeah, but they're fun to watch, and we saw them the other week, and they're badass. And it's just, I I don't know. I don't know who to listen to at this point, Scott.
0: All right, here's a couple of NCAA tournament trends. Uh, Highest odds to win since seeding began was 2014, UConn. UConn A 100-to-1 pre-tournament. Their odds only, besides UConn, only three teams that were 20 to 1 or higher, or I guess above 20 to 1, because I guess there were some 21s, above 20 to 1 prior to the tournament have won. Since when? 1980, since seeding began in 78. Wow. So 1985, Villanova was 35 to 1. 2011, UConn 25 to 1. 83, NC State 25 to 1. If we look at the the odds, and let's look at. I mean, where do we want to pull up the futures odds here? I have two. I have Fanduel and DraftKings open. Uh, Mackenzie, we want to pull up well, pull up a, pull up the futures odds, and let's get a consensus here.
2: Yeah, let's get the Westgate going.
0: Get the Westgate futures odds up. The cutoff then, if you don't want to go above twenty to one on Fanduel, the cutoff is Texas at nineteen to one. So that means the only the champions could be Houston, Bama, Kansas, Purdue, UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Texas if you use Draftkings your cutoff is Yukon at eighteen to one so they have all those they actually have Arizona at 16 to one yeah Arizona same thing 16-1. so they're a little higher on Yukon on on Draftkings what do you got at the Westgate any who what's the cutoff before you get to above 20 to one
2: looks like oh 25 20 to one is the cutoff yeah so Tennessee is not making the cutoff. UConn is the last
0: team. That so okay, to 1. so that's probably the updated one here. At DraftKings. So UConn is the last team. What do they have? UConn at twenty to one. Twenty to one. Okay. I think it's pretty realistic. I don't think a team below that is going to win the national championship.
2: So no Duke thirty to one. I mean no Mar- Kentucky
0: Mar- forty to one. Marquette would be the only one because I have Marquette in my Final Four. They would be the only one outside
1: of the top, outside of twenty to one that I would give a chance. to The only thing that scares me about this trend is the same thing I've said all season long. There's no great teams here. Like this is a bunch of really good teams, which makes the tournament way more wide open than it typically is. Normally you can narrow it down to three or four teams who have Mm -hmm. a legit shot. Uh, This year I think is very different than most seasons. I I just think that there's so much parity right now that it's hard for me to say that like there's a, a hard cutoff of who can win and who can't. Okay.
0: If you want to fade Houston, well, the pre-tournament favorite, which is Houston right now, has gone on to win the national championship nine times. It's not a lot. Out, out of how many times? I guess since... Uh, or is since this going th- back to 2002? Uh, since 2000.
2: Okay. Anthony Davis' Kentucky is the one team that comes to mind.
1: Yeah.
0: They were favorite and they won. Kentucky is one of them, 2012. So I have Michigan State, 2000. Duke 01, Florida 2007, Kentucky 2012, Louisville 2013, Villanova 2018, and North Carolina three separate times <laughs> 2005, 2009, 2017. That's it. So maybe bet against Houston.
1: Well, North Carolina very highly regarded preseason number 1 this year or mm-hmm. preseason favorite they i assure you they will not win the tournament this year but you know who was co
0: favorite how come
2: their odds aren't listed on which i don't yeah, know it's, it's
0: weird and, preseason and, they are the best and north carolina did decline an invite to the nit so. well yeah they got to <laughs> yeah. work
1: on next year yeah. uh also co favorite like playing games and having you know extra practices and stuff that's not going to help you get ready for next year but do you know who the co favorite was at the beginning of the season this year was it kentucky no who was it Gonzaga, Oh.
0: was the co-favorite at the beginning of the year, and to make the Final Four, uh, this data goes back to 2009. Only four pre, only four teams that were preseason favorites made it to the Final Four. It was 2021. Both Baylor and Gonzaga made it and played they each made other in the finals. Yeah, 2004 and the uh, 2014 and 2015 Kentucky. And 2009, North Carolina. Boy, those Kentuckys and North Carolinas, they were really good. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> good good
1: history. With, with yeah, those, program. those, those programs, with programs do okay. like that. You, you add in uh, Duke and Kansas, <laughs> yeah. and you've you got some real winners on your hands. I'm pretty sure you have every national
0: champion yeah. for, the, for the past uh, 30 years. Uh, so it, it's... It's interesting. I'm going to break down more of these trends and, and, and see what we can come up with uh, throughout the week when we do, obviously, the dream previews and go r- r- uh, round by round or matchup by matchup for the first couple of days of the NC2A tournament. But right now, my gut bracket again, this is not my final bracket, this is just the gut. I have Gonzaga winning the national
1: championship over Alabama. Wow. Remember, this guy he says he, he's a big believer in one bracket only.
0: <laughs> He's a one-bracket guy. Yes, you get to submit one bracket. You can fill out as many as you want. Listen. You can only submit. If you're entering a contest,
1: you can only submit one. But what you've done here is you've established this as your first bracket. Yes. On the air. Yes. So now, and then I will. If your other bracket's a total bust, you can say, "Yeah, no, I no, told no, you guys." And give by that it, it up. well, yeah. I th- well, it gives know, them an out either way. Well, what I'll do then is I'll
0: kick myself in the ass for not going with my <laughs> gut and and listening t- and listening to experts, you know, su- muddy the waters yeah. by telling me things that I shouldn't have heard. Because over the course of the next couple of days, when I do my research on Wednesday, I'm going to fill out a bracket and I'm going to on the air give that bracket and then thursday morning show will unveil the final bracket are you betting
2: gonzaga right now at 15 to 1 are you following your gut with your money
0: no (laughs) okay because if i was going to i would have done it when aj gave it out at 25 to 1
1: thank you god fezzik would be so proud of you right now
0: (laughs) Because betting it now at fifteen to one would be a Dumbo bet. That's right. Would be a Dumbo bet. And for all you people on Twitter going out there and saying you get Gonzaga at ten to one, and twelve to one,
1: <laughs> you're all Dumbos. And by the way, because
0: you could have got it at twenty-five to one.
1: I, listen to the show. If you're going to, like, if you're playing futures now, which you know, okay, you probably should have done this before. But if you're playing futures now. You are much better off, I think, playing a money line rollover, yes. particularly with a team like Gonzaga, mm-hmm. who happens to be in the most difficult pod. Like, by far, the, yeah, the not region gonna, is, is the, so The different. money lines are going to be very low, and they yeah. might be plus money. So UCLA, well, it, I mean, could be favored over Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, UConn will be favored over Gonzaga. Uh-huh. Kansas would be favored over Gonzaga. So, like, if you think Gonzaga's the play, you money line rollover, you're going to have multiple chances to bet them as an underdog to sweeten up that parlay. And then you could live
0: bet and hedge out sure. and do all sorts of creative things. And you know what? Forget about the fifteen to one that you asked me, McKenzie. I will do a money line rollover on Gonzaga. How about that? Okay. I will money line rollover Gonzaga as my first official. That's your best NCAA bet. tournament bet, <laughs> and then later in the week I will have another NCAA tournament official bet, and then we'll money line rollover that
1: team. That's fair. I gave out four. Uh, I gave out four different futures on the Dream uh, Preview they over the last. They can't all weeks. cash. I'm they, pretty sure. Like I'll be thrilled if one of them cashes. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to
0: start with yeah, uh, I got I, I got to find a starting thr- starting point, and then continue the rollover. So Gonzaga, what's their first line? The first game against they're like 15 point favorites, right?
1: Uh, they're minus 2500 against uh, Grand Canyon.
0: Okay, so that's actually pretty easy.
1: I I mean. <laughs>
0: No, I meant the math, not the game. Oh. <laughs> well, the game should be pretty easy. Although, it's Bryce Drew, right? The
1: coaches, yeah. uh, right? Gonzaga? So, oh, you know what? You go to Caesars, you can get minus 2K, minus 2,000. Shop around. Shop around. Okay, so let's say... I don't know that the minus 2,500 the minus 2,000 is going to make a difference in your money line rollover. Like, really? So, but essentially... It's, it can a little.
0: Essentially, what you're doing is you are making, like... No money. No, you're, you're just you're starting in the second round. Yeah, you're starting the like if I do, if it's twenty, if it's minus two thousand, and I bet two hundred dollars, I'm going to win what a dollar a dollar, <laughs> right? My math's right there, right, McKenzie? Isn't it $10? Two, ten dollars? ten dollars, I'm sorry, ten dollars. Yeah. Yes, you win ten dollars. So then I'll take two hundred and ten dollars. And then bet that on the second round. So Mm -hmm. I might as well just start with $210 and and start at the second round. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you're putting in more of your own money. You could be putting in the casino's money. The $10. That's right.
2: Why are you poo-pooing $10? You can get, like, a nice meal for $10. You can get an Uber uh, ride for $10. $10 is
0: $10. You can hardly
1: get an Uber ride for $10. If I'm just
0: rolling it over, it's going right into it. You're right. You know what? Uh, Actually, let me out here. Uh, I only have $10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do that. All, that's you have to do that in Vegas all the time. By the way, that is a Vegas, Vegas hack, right? I don't need a TikTok to give this out. Vegas hack: If you are in an Uber, like get out and walk, because <laughs> like, the, don't you pay for the Uber before it even shows up? <laughs> I think so. No, but then you then the final
1: like don't they, they they continue the ride? No, I don't think so. it's not like they don't have a, a fare running. Like you say, okay. Do you agree to this price for this ride? And you say, yep. You double click, boom. You okay? Pay. But so that's an estimate. You can change it if you. Yeah, that's go what I'm farther, saying. Like the, the, don't. don't yeah, I've when, never had one get changed. No, because because then the
0: driver will press like end ride. Yeah. And then it'll calculate where he dropped you off or she dropped you off. All right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you you because there's you're in traffic on the strip. You don't need them to drive all the way and then pull into the casino entrance and then it's gonna yeah. take another twenty minutes. Like, just get out and walk. As long as you're, like, close enough, like, you're fine. So, if you like, you want to take an Uber from, let's say, Mandalay Bay to uh, Encore, right? You can go to the the wind, yeah. whatever. You're not walking that. You're not walking the, the from Mandalay Bay all the way down to the wind, right? That, it's like a mile and a half. Dude. <laughs> You, okay, you you make that walk in the summer. I've made that walk plenty of times. Not happening. All right, <laughs> not happening. You know, you, you you spend you're at Mandalay Bay. You want to go to Encore Beach Club. You do, you know you, you take an Uber, but like here's an idea. Like get out once you get to, like, the corner of Caesars, like on Tropicana right there. Or get, get out, get out and walk, because you're only going to walk past the Venetian and the and the uh, and everything and the Venetian you know, and Treasure Island, and you'll get to there. But for that cab to keep going? Ooh, that's an extra like 25 bucks on
1: your ride. But when the cat like when the cab take the highway?
0: Listen, these guys are all in it for the money. Okay. <laughs> they, I'm just saying. They're like, going to take the streets. And gonna if my Uber
1: driver took the strip, they're going- I'd be like, what the hell are you doing,
0: man? They're they, they are going to assume that you're a tourist and that you don't know where you're going, and they're just going to say, ah, traffic, man, I don't know. And, <laughs> and, and that fare is just going to keep ticking up.
1: It seems smarter to get, like, I, I thought the smart, and Mackenzie, you've driven Uber, Uber sure. before. The smart thing is to get your fare there as fast as possible. And then pick up another fare because, like, even the starting cost for another fare is greater yeah. than sitting it. That's wasted time for the Uber driver too.
2: Yeah, I've been accused of long faring, is what they call it. But I, I don't think I've ever thought one time like, let me make this harder for everybody so it, so I get. Let me keep this. More.
1: Let me keep this stranger in my car for right. longer than I need Never to happened. to make an extra couple of quarters. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's it's more than a couple of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> what right. if it's like surcharge pricing? Well, it's like 2X, 3X. And... I mean, listen, what are you, a rich? I don't I don't take Uber when it's 3X. I switch over to Lyft. <laughs> take a monorail. Yeah, take the tram. The yeah. tram's free. Just hop on. Hop on from Excalibur. Well, the tram will only take you to Mandalay. It's not going to take you down to
0: the wind. Well, I'm saying you go from Mandalay, go as far as it goes, get off at the Flamingo, and then you
1: walk. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm... I'm not opposed to walking. I know a lot of people in Vegas don't like to walk. I when I used to come out here, like when I didn't live here, I would come out here and I'd wake up in the morning and I would go run. And like I'd come out here in the summertime and run and people were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I don't know, it's not that cuz I guess cuz there's no humidity. I didn't mind mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way the you know the heat when I was running, but I used to like I would always stay at MGM and I would cross the street to get to uh the, New York, New York. <laughs> no, no. Well, to, Yeah, but I'd Caddy Corner to get to the uh, the Dragon Place. What's it called? Excalibur. And then I would run from Excalibur down to Town Square and back. And I was kind of – well, usually I would run down there. I'd have a couple beers at the Whole Foods, and then I would run Cause back. Because that's, that's productive for your run. At like 10 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Vegas, baby. <laughs> Who are you to
0: judge? No, I'm, I'm come saying, saying, on, man. <laughs> uh, based on the bracket and who's here in Vegas for the West region, which fan base will be represented the most? Good
1: question. Oh well,
0: it's it's to me. It's obviously
1: it's are you, UCLA if, if we're assuming that the top four seeds hold. It's UCLA. Uh, uh, they've they've got a big base here. But sure. you think they're vulnerable because they're right. well.
0: Th- here, well, we just saw. I think there were. There was we saw the Gonzaga fans in first. Yeah,
2: it was hand. crazy. It was ninety nine percent.
0: They they had the entire arena. Yeah, there was like five thousand Gonzaga fans there. Uh, now, walking around, you saw for the Pac twelve, you saw a lot of Arizona and a lot of UCLA, but more Arizona yeah. fans. So Arizona not being here, obviously that 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 cancel them out. Something you have I to think- consider
1: when you are thinking about the difference between these. Conference tournaments mm-hmm. and th- these tournaments, like the big tournament. You can plan for the conference tournaments. Yes. You know that you're coming here.
0: Yeah. And I don't think Gonzaga fans can plan for the trip and say, hey, we're going to go to Vegas for the conference tournament. But now, on short notice, are they saying, hey, let's book a trip and go back to and Vegas did, like, for, the,
1: for the Sweet 16? Thing, when you're a Gonzaga fan, I mean, we said this when the brackets came out, and you were like, I could probably get us good seats at the uh, at the final. If it, And we said, okay, if it's Gonzaga and St. Mary's, let's go. And we're like, it'll, it'll be Gonzaga and St. Mary's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gonzaga fan thought the same thing. Let's go to Vegas for the week. We know we're going to be playing in the finals. Yeah, let's. It's a good. It's a fun trip. Like Gonzaga fan can't say with certainty right now. Oh yeah. Well, we might as well get our tickets. We'll we'll be there. There's a freaking TBD in their bracket. Yeah. Like anytime there's a TBD <laughs> in your bracket, you can't just say, oh, I assume we'll be there. No big deal. So it is like you've got to win these two games and then after those two games people decide do i want to make this trip mm. it's it's a uh, it's a it's a big venture that's why teams like kansas almost always have an advantage because they've got a national fan base kansas duke kentucky north carolina these teams have fans everywhere uh, probably most of them who have never ever seen the campus or been in the state that the campus exists mm. in but they say, you know what? I'm I'm a North Carolina fan because I love Michael Jordan, or I'm a Duke fan because whatever. I don't know why anyone would like Duke, but I mean, I'm a Duke fan. Everyone hates Christian Lee. Yeah, uh, but except there's a big chunk of people who don't. Who are like JJ Reddick's not an asshole. Like I don't, I don't know who these people are, but they exist out there. Shane and Battier has rights. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really Daryl Morey called him
0: the most valuable player in basketball. It's a <laughs> of really, all time, uh, pretty much. Yeah, of all
1: time. Yeah. It's a it's a really weird group. Like of Michael people. Lewis wrote like a book about him. <laughs> it, it's a really weird thing, but there there are those people out there who are like, this is my team, and I, and they're playing. I'm going to go watch them. So uh,
0: it'll be it'll be. I think UCLA has the advantage. Clearly, they'll have the most fans. Should they make it to the Sweet 16, they'll match up likely against Gonzaga. They'll UCLA will have the building, and then if UCLA is able to get to the uh, the regional final against whether it's Kansas or UConn they'll have the building. So it's UCLA's home court to
1: lose. Grayson Allen's still in the NBA, huh? Yeah, Bucks Still tripping, guys. There's people who are like, Grayson Allen's a good guy. <laughs> and I don't, again, I don't know
0: why. But now, he trips because he cares. Yeah. <laughs> Does Do we give Marquette a slight edge in the East because Sweet 16 and Regional Final will be at Madison Square Garden where they just won the Big East Tournament? Uh... Not like Wisconsin to New York is like an easy
1: no. commute, but I'm just saying they they literally just played there. No, because again, like if I mean, I guess it depends. Is Duke going to be there? Is Kentucky going to be there? Oh, well, Duke has the building no matter where they are. But yeah, well, unless unless they're playing Kentucky, and right. then who knows? Like these, those are the two most probably the two biggest fan bases in college basketball. duke Kentucky at Madison Square Garden would
0: be pretty wild. Holy crap! Would that be would pretty be amazing. wild. Amazing. Uh, let's see. The South is what Houston. That's in Houston. That isn't... Oh, no. no, no the, the Final four's in Houston. Yeah, it's in Birmingham. No, not the uh, the South region. The regional final, Sweet
1: 16. Oh, it's in... Yeah, in Louisville. Sorry. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, Al- Alabama. No, yeah, no It'll, real... Alabama will have fans there. Uh... If Virginia is still around, they may have some mm-hmm. fans there. If North Carolina State's around, they would have some fans. Uh, Arizona fans typically travel pretty well. Maryland fans travel very well. Like if, But, again, Maryland's in the 8-9 matchup, so it would be tough for them to be there. But, uh, yeah, I would assume Alabama will probably have the building. And uh, in
0: Kansas City, boy, Texas has a chance to get the crowd there on their side against Houston.
1: Yeah, Texas fans will travel if their team is in a position to win. Uh, Iowa State, too. Yeah, Iowa State's a good they're a good traveling group. Indiana's a good national fan base as well. You know, I, you know, this this brings me to my next point. Why did the committee do this and
0: putting so many teams like in conferences like in the in the regions together? For like for example For example, like Gonzaga could play St. Mary's. Why? Right.
1: Like <laughs> there's two uh, teams.
0: 64
2: uh, bracket, what are the chances?
1: Yeah, Texas, Texas could play Iowa State. Well, I mean, Eight of the ten teams in the Big Twelve made it, so that it's gonna, yeah. uh, it's, that's going to happen. <laughs> I, guess, it's, it's, I guess, you guess you're right on or, that. Excuse one. me, seven of the Big Ten, or no, it was eight. No, seven. You're, I'm right. Seven. <laughs> I, I guess you're right on that. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like
0: it could be spacing these teams out a bit, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess Tennessee could play Kentucky. It's whatever. It is. It is what it is. This is the way the bracket played out. Again, my gut final four. Bama, Marquette, Houston, Gonzaga, Alabama, Gonzaga national championship game. I, I don't winning.
1: have a gut final four, but I'll I if you tune in to the Dream Preview tomorrow and the next day, or I guess t- yeah, I guess tonight will episode will play tomorrow. Late m- late Monday, early Tuesday, late Tuesday, early Wednesday. You'll have my thoughts on all these games. Um snubs, and we can get your bracket right. Yeah, yeah. My bracket will be uh, on pregame. Uh, yeah, RJ's is going to uh, put it with his bracket snubs Rutgers yeah they're probably the closest thing uh of when I I tweeted out you know 10 minutes before the uh, the the release uh who I thought the last four in were who I thought the the first four out were and the only one I got wrong was I had Rutgers in and Nevada out um and they had Nevada in Rutgers out a little bit of a surprise but it I I I can't feel bad for Rutgers. I think there's a a Big Ten anti like there's an anti Big Ten bias right right now uh, because they haven't performed well in the tournament. These teams don't perform well away from their home courts. Uh, Rutgers has played poorly down the stretch without a key player. So I, I mean, I wouldn't. I I don't know if Nevada was deserving either. Uh, I'm I'm not like trying to say like oh they had to put them in. I I thought Rutgers' resume was better, but uh, if that's the biggest snub. We did okay on snubs this year. Well, I'm happy because we're going to get Rutgers likely in the NIT Final Four here in Vegas. We'll see. You're very confident in this Rutgers team.
0: They're good. They're not good. They're good. (laughs) They're the best of the worst. Uh,
1: Well, okay. They're number one seed in the NIT. Yeah. That, that, that's that's saying something. They weren't even the they weren't even the first team left out, according to the committee. Oklahoma State was. They're also a number one seed in the NIT. There's four number one seeds in the NIT, <laughs> and Rutgers is one of them. All right. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're the best of the world. That means they're the best of the worst of their region. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina didn't even get to the NIT. Yeah, so. they, they didn't want they didn't want <laughs> that Rutgers smoke. That's what happened. They didn't
0: want any of that smoke. Uh, it's going to be a fun couple of days breaking down these brackets. And Thursday, it's I mean, this is the best. Week in sports. You got, you know, spring training is going on, World Baseball Classic, uh, NBA and NHL seasons winding down, and then basketball all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Dial on, and then we <laughs> and then we yawn for a couple of days and get ready for the next matchup. I
1: spit hot <laughs>
0: <laughs> But we, I can't wait for it all to begin, and we will have it for you right here on Straight Out of Vegas and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. The Rams continue to break it down. They have traded Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. This move was expected. Everyone kind of felt that Jalen Ramsey was going to be on the move but to the dolphins might've come as a little bit of a surprise. Uh, They get a third round pick in return. in addition to a tight end and the league year officially begins on Wednesday, the 15th, that's when everything will be processed. And now Jalen Ramsey to the dolphins. What does this say
1: about both of these teams? I think what it says about the Rams is pretty clear that the Rams don't care about winning this year. Like they, like, they somehow convinced Sean McVay to stick around and said, we want you to stay, please stay, but just know we're not going to win. Uh, and it, it, I think it's, I don't know, I, it, it's, it's looking bleak there, certainly. Jalen Ramsey is interesting to me because everybody's like, oh, he, he had a down year like no he didn't like the rams stunk mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey continues to be phenomenal he is one of if not the best corner in football still uh and now you pair him with another guy who's in the conversation for one of the best corners so you got Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard and on on one on one uh DB unit you got two number 1 wide receivers like The Dolphins are a problem. The weird – it feels like the Dolphins are going all in. The weird thing is they're still attached to Tua who is like a giant question mark. Yeah,
0: and they picked up Tua's fifth-year option. So, they're they're
1: saying that Tua's their guy. I'll be honest. If I were were the Dolphins and I'm all in, I'm calling Lamar Jackson and saying, sorry, Tua. I I know, like – we got your brain all scrambled up and feel bad about you're it. you're
0: going to trade Tua to, uh, to, as a part of the deal? Yeah. Oh, you don't think they'd take him? Yeah. Of course they'd take him. Yeah. Ravens take him? Sure. Yeah. Right, well right, we'll take him. And you say, here, here's here's two first-round picks and Tua.
1: Matt, can you check where Jalen Ramsey was in PFF for corners this year?
2: Yes. I can tell you right now it was the second-best year of his career. Let me see where, he, where that racked up. Second-best year. Yeah.
1: And people Down just say, people say he's washed. That's the thing. Like – Oh, the, just because the Rams stunk doesn't mean that everybody on the Rams stunk. Like it, that's a, it's a, a misnomer. Jalen Ramsey was phenomenal again.
2: We were him. shocked to see Bobby Wagner score. He was, a, yeah. was like a best year. Yeah, like it, it's it's just it's nonsense. Now this could also be. So he was the fourth best corner last year. Sauce Gardner, Tyler Hall, and Patrick Sertain were better. Wow,
0: that's pretty good company. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, how and good... what they get for him a third round pick. Yeah, how good is Sauce Gardner? Um, Sauce Gardner was in – it was him and Kobe Bryant in the same secondary in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. yeah, That was a pretty good secondary, both in the NFL right now doing well. Uh, Sauce Gardner obviously better. Well, because he plays for the Jets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This could also be the Dolphins, speaking of the Jets, literally playing defense against the Jets. Because Mm. with the Jets' potential to bring in Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins are thinking, hey, we have to compete now against Josh Allen and against Mac Jones. No, and against now Aaron Rodgers. So we better bolster up our secondary by acquiring a top four cornerback in the league in jail. Yeah, Jersey. good for them. It's a good call. So that I think that's where maybe the Dolphins' heads are at right now, thinking Aaron Rodgers could be coming to the Jets. Let's do what we got to do. And, well, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to the Jets, we still get him. But this was a move I think they had to make because if the Jets get Rodgers, I elevated them to the second favorite. I don't know if a Jalen Ramsey move keeps the Dolphins as the second favorite if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, but they're probably even teams. You know, it, it definitely so, elevates the Dolphins' defense.
2: So when we looked at this in the Dream Pod last week, Bills were even money. They're now plus 120 to win the AFC East. So that makes sense. Yeah. The Dolphins are plus 360, the Jets are plus 225.
0: Yeah. And I think if if, uh, Aaron Rodgers' move does happen, then those odds are going to change. And I think that move happens, like, literally within the next coming days. Like, the league year begins on Wednesday. It's going to happen. The reports over the weekend from multiple sources were saying that the Jets and Packers actually agreed on a deal. And they're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers to decide, does he want to play for the Jets or does he want to retire? Because the Jets met with him in California. I didn't hear about any other team meeting with Aaron Rodgers. Right. So it's either he plays for the Jets or he hosts Jeopardy. And, like, Mayim Bialik's not happy. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with, with that but I do think a decision happens within the next coming days because, like I said, the league year begins on Wednesday. I also think we'll get resolutions to the Lamar Jackson thing coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, speaking of uh, contract news, Deron Payne, four years, $90 million. I remember when this was like really good quarterback money. Nope, defensive tackle money. <laughs> Yeah, wow. the Commanders had already placed the franchise tag on Payne earlier this month, but they negotiated the contract with him. He is the second highest paid defensive tackle, not just in the league, behind Aaron Donald. He's the second highest paid defensive tackle in history Yeah, behind Aaron Donald.
1: Well, like you say, it's not about... It's
0: not who you, you are. are, it's, it's when, you are. when you are. Yeah. Exactly, and his time was now um that's what we're waiting on hey uh Tayshaun Gibson one year to the 49ers Mac that's that's pretty cool you got a little safety there uh right. <laughs> and uh everyone's waiting to see I guess the biggest news is gonna be on Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson and signing free agent signing is going to happen this week so the odds
2: are down I would put it Minus 500 that Aaron Rodgers starts week one for the Jets. Okay. It seems like that, right? It seems like yeah. it's all done, but the dotted line, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Free And uh, so uh, this is going to be a big week, though, because the free agency is going to begin. So we're going to start to get some people that will negotiate within the, the window, and then we'll start signing New League Year Begins on the 15th. NBA action. The big story is the Knicks snapping their losing streak, guys. I know. Let's just talk about this for like 20 minutes, <laughs> why uh, the, the Knicks winning. I, I told you they would split the L.A. trip. AJ, I told you. You did. Yeah, the Knicks split the trip. That's going to be the, the top story. No, there's a lot of things going on in the NBA. Uh, most notably, the Warriors picked up a big win on Saturday. Ma- Mac,
1: if I bet on the Warriors... At home, on the money line, every single game, the Warriors will win a game at home. And then I bet against the Warriors every game they're on the road. How much would I be up right now?
2: Well, depending on what your unit size is, you'd be up 31 units. 10 units betting on the Warriors every single time at home, and you'd be up even more. 21 units fading the Warriors on the road every single time. Why didn't you tell me to do this at the
1: beginning of the season? This is the system. (laughs) This is the NBA system. yeah. Yeah, let's bet on the Warriors to win games at home and lose them when they're away from home.
2: And I mentioned this at the beginning of the season that if you look at the uh, Last Dance documentary, the big part of it is they always took win that at personally. home. that Mus- <laughs> personally. Muscle memory, the championship team, defending champions, they always win at home, and they were kind of sketchy on the road. I thought that might last 10, 15 games, but the entire season, that has been the way to play it.
1: I'll be honest. This, I'm going with this system going forward. Like, so Wish you had
2: Phoenix- told me this Saturday. Phoenix is at home tonight.
0: <laughs> there's only t- There's only... They're going to beat the Warriors. Guys,
1: saying, the, Warriors. No, the Warriors are at home hosting Phoenix tonight. Do They're going to beat the Suns. Gonna beat the Suns. There are two teams, only two teams in the NBA. No, that... there's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually 30 teams. Yeah, got. you're way short. There are only— I don't know the number, but I think McKenzie's way closer than you. <laughs>
0: there are only two teams in the NBA with a worse— road record than the Golden State Warriors. That's crazy. Those two teams are the Rockets and the Spurs. (laughs) And there's one other team that is tied with the Warriors. Pistons? The Pistons. Uh, Those three teams have all been eliminated from playoff contention. They're all chasing ping-pong balls. The Warriors are the sixth seed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's unreal, and <laughs> uh, listen, I, I'm I'm starting to believe in this as, like, this is something that's not going to change. Maybe it was like a financial decision. They were like, you know, we only want to win
0: in front of our fans at home.
1: I can so. lay one
0: sixty.
2: I'm the fifth favorite to win the title.
1: Yeah. I can lay 180 right now for the Warriors to win at home tonight against Phoenix.
0: But wait, M- Mackenzie just, just, did some, just said something interesting. She said they're the fifth favorite to win the NBA title. Yep. But if they don't have home court advantage in a playoff
1: series, how are they going to win that series? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could make an (laughs) argument that, well, they they would do better on the road if they had their full roster, which they haven't had all year. And that was the same thing that was plaguing them last year. Like, there's a reason why the Warriors weren't looked at as the title favorites going into the playoffs last year because they never had all their guys together. Once they got all their guys together, they were a force. Like, that's – I think that's what books are scared of is that they're going to they're going to be healthy at the right time and go on a run because you can't say they're not capable of going on that run because we've seen them do it and, and you could say, well, they're old. They were old last year. Right. It doesn't matter. Like if these five guys are on the floor together, they're they're a problem. And so, Steph Curry's
2: look like Steph Curry. The question mark is Andrew Wiggins, who is yes. a late scratch from a Sunday's game, but we have no idea what's going on there.
1: If it's a late scratch, it feels like it's getting closer. But I right. I, I mean, it is really a mystery.
2: Steve Kerr said uh, the hope is that he's back this season. I have no idea what could be, you know, make that a question. Mark.
1: Well, I'm starting I'm starting it up tonight minus 180 on the Warriors. Warriors you're just going to bet them all
2: at home, money line, and fade them on the road until you're yeah, a millionaire.
1: Yeah, until I'm a millionaire. Sense. Makes sense. You know what's going to happen then I retire, I'm going to look down from my tower at you guys and say, why didn't you join
0: me? <laughs> I told you. Now the trend will reverse itself, and they'll be better on the road than they are at home. I hate you. Uh, also tonight, a very intriguing matchup between the Mavericks and the Grizzlies, or at least it would be more intriguing if John Morant were playing, right. if Luka was playing, and if Kyrie plays, because as of right now, Luca's out. We already know Jaws out. But Kyrie is questionable. What's the spread right now, Mac, Mavericks and Grizzlies? And where do you think this moves if we do not have Kyrie?
2: So the Grizzlies are favored on the road, which tells me Luka's definitely not playing. If Kyrie's announced out, I think it moves. So it's one right now. I think the Grizzlies... Grizzlies will be minus three point favorites without Kyrie.
0: Yeah, Luca's officially out, but uh, Kyrie is they said questionable with a uh, right foot soreness. So whatever that means, I mean, I, I got I got right foot soreness. <laughs> right? Yeah, got just
2: pencil me into the death threat every every day. Like.
0: Yeah, I mean, do the Mavericks have a game? It's not. It's not. They don't have a back to back. They don't play on. No, tomorrow. It's just tonight's game. Uh, whatever.
2: The Grizzlies' biggest strength is their depth. So if there's any type type of I don't know who's in, I don't know who's out, I would
0: look mm-hmm. towards the Grizzlies. Yeah, Desmond Bain just go off or something. Yeah, Jaron Jackson with like 13 rebounds, probably like 18 rebounds.
2: Brandon but, uh, Clark out of Gonzaga can't can't rule out the Grizzlies with their with their depth.
0: Okay. Uh, Bucks on the road against the Kings. Is Giannis playing, or are or, or we still uh, not having Giannis on the floor? He didn't play in the loss to the Warriors on Saturday.
2: It was soreness, right-hand soreness that kept him out, so I, I, w- I would expect him to do that. <sighs>
0: soreness, everybody
2: with the soreness. <laughs> These guys get sore,
0: man. Over 100 games, 160 games, guys get bumps, bruises, right? Was that from Major League when she takes away the hot tub? Oh, yeah, you know yeah. Stuff? yeah. Um, other games tonight, the Pistons host the Pacers. You got the Timberwolves at the Hawks. Atlanta, five-point favorite over the Timberwolves. that seem accurate?
2: Yeah, they played a lot better with um, with Quinn Snyder in tow and with their two-point guards ready. So I, I, they're a buy-on buy team down the stretch. I, I like them here
1: are you
0: surprised the Timberwolves season so far?
2: Yeah, because they really turned it around once Carl Anthony Towns was injured. It was like they had a disappointing start to the season and their best player got hurt. And then they started playing. Well, it tells me a lot that Anthony Edwards is their guy. I mean, Mm. whether it was written in stone before the season or not, it's a Anthony Edwards team featuring Carl Anthony Towns. Now we know
0: the jazz at the heat, Miami, a seven and a half point favorite in this game.
2: The heat's offense. I've, Talked about it all season. They've been really bad. But with Kevin Love, the last week, they've turned it around. They actually look like a real offense now.
0: And the Celtics at the Rockets, Boston laying 13. So, Rockets money line?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't ever bet the Rockets, ever. That's my advice <laughs> to you. Do not bet the Rockets. I
1: think mean, that's good that's sound advice, honestly.
0: We had a couple of, uh, honestly, uh, playoff games yesterday is what it felt like. Rangers-Penguins, which is... V- It it might as well have been a playoff game because these teams were playing three times this week. So when you're playing a team so many times within the matter of a couple of days, it kind of feels like the start of a playoff series. Literally, the Rangers and Penguins played yesterday on Sunday. They will play on Thursday, and then they will play on Saturday. That's three games in six days against each other. You know what they're going to have? Soreness. (laughs) Soreness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but this one felt like a playoff atmosphere. Pittsburgh fighting to maintain the wild card spot. Rangers are in that top three, although they have to hold off the teams like the Penguins behind them. And uh, Penguins win in overtime 3-2. This was a physical game. Lots of big hits. It just felt like you were watching a playoff game. And and those people, that if you watch hockey, you know. There's a difference. Once you get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, the game is quicker. It's just a different feel and you can you can feel it on your couch watching it on your television the game just looks different and that's what this one looked like between the penguins and the rangers and it looked like a playoff game between the devils and the hurricanes this was a game where the hurricanes came in two points up on the devils for first place they had peter kochetkov and net who is their rookie who started the season because of injuries started the season so well then because Anderson comes back they had to they had no other choice they bump him back down to the AHL he comes back up and his first start he pitches a shutout <laughs> this kid is just right now he's like third in the NHL in goals against average and save percentage he's only started 20 games but he's that good and should they start him I, it doesn't matter. All three of their goaltenders. And and that's what I, I, I brought this up last week. Like, is it the is it the team system or is it the actual goaltender? Because you look at like look at Boston, for example. Boston has Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman on their two goaltenders. They're numbers one and three in goals against per game. And yes. then and then you look at Carolina, Ranta, Anderson, and Kochetkov are in the top five. Like, literally, uh, in, in goals uh in, in goals law Like, Kochetkov's third in the league at 2.21. Ronta's at 2.32. You know, Anderson is behind them at 2.38. So, is it the team's defensive scheme, or is it the actual individual goaltender? Either way you slice it, these guys are good. The teams don't let up a ton of goals. You know, play I gave out on pregame.com was the under six in this game. Devils win 3 nothing. I was surprised they even got three. uh, But they didn't, you know, held scoreless in the – um third period and Kochetkov made just 20 saves on 23 shots but now the devils are tied with the hurricanes for first place in the metropolitan division at 94 points the devils are 12 to 1 to win the stanley cup right now carolina is almost half that at plus 650 i get it and carolina's great and defensively they allow the fewest amount of goals per game in the entire league. They're that good. But if they get stuck with a first-round series against the Rangers, to me, that's going to be a difficult path for them as opposed to playing against you know, a wild-card team, whether it's the Islanders or the Penguins. There's not going to be an easy out anywhere. Like the Eastern Conference is loaded. So you have to play the Penguins in the first round. It's going to be a fight. You got to play the Islanders in the first round. It's going to be a fight, but a little less of a fight. I think if you're Carolina, you'd much rather play one of those two teams than the Rangers. You certainly don't want to play the Devils. Devils uh, were very impressive. Yesterday, and we'll see if they can ride that momentum moving forward. There's only three games on the schedule today or tonight the Avalanche at the Canadiens, Colorado heavily favored minus 267, Sabres at the Maple Leafs, Toronto also 267, and the Stars at the Kraken Dallas minus 130. Point battles in the NHL, besides Carolina and New Jersey, who are tied for first place in the Metropolitan. In the East, Pittsburgh, two points up on the Islanders for the first wild card. The Islanders, three points up on the Panthers for the second wild card. In the West, the Pacific is just ridiculous. I mean, the whole Western Conference is ridiculous. Dallas, one point up on Minnesota for first place in the Central. Vegas is three points up on the Kings for first place in the Pacific. Wild cards, you have Edmonton, two points up on Colorado, but... Edmonton also is just one point back of not being a wild card team. So it's just a matter of who you're going to play. The way that the NHL has changed this playoff structure um, over the past couple of seasons is just so that you play division against division, except for the number one seeds play the wild cards. So you can either be a wild card team and play against the number one seeds in each division. Or you can be the 2-3 matchup in your respective division playing a team that you are maybe a little bit more familiar with. Uh, That's kind of your advantage. So that's what's going on on the ice right now. Head on over to pregame.com where you're going to want to get the dream bracket. That's right. The dream bracket from R.J. Bell and A.J. Hoffman and all of us here. At Pregame.com. You're going to have to participate. Two massive podcasts coming up uh, this week. Monday night, I guess, into Tuesday. Tuesday night into Wednesday. Complete bracket breakdowns. And then you can get the dream bracket on Pregame.com. You can get AJ's daily package. uh, Any other daily package you want for college basketball or any sport you want. At pregame.com, whether it's NBA McKenzie, whether it's a hockey package for myself, anything. Take 20% off. Use the promo code, let's see, Time20. Okay. Time. Time 20. T-I-M-E-20. 20. Time after time. Damn. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> that was crazy. Did I we would... just start dating? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want the last 10 seconds of my life back. Uh 20% off at freegame.com. Of all the, the songs we <laughs>
1: if you love to look, then you
0: will find me. You know what? Let's change the <laughs> promo code. <Let's> <laughs> Time 20. Did you guys uh, move your clocks ahead yesterday? You know what? Uh, Spring
1: forward. On the way in today. One less hour of sleep. On the way in today, I was like. What, why am I going to work so early? Your car, your car (laughs) clock. Yeah, yeah, I had to fix that. Well, that's the only
0: clock that you have to change, or at least that I have to change. Cause like your phone and everything. No, the microwave clock, you got to change. The mic, yes. I, I, I did not do that. I did not change the microwave clock. But every other clock is just like my phone and my iPad and my computer and my watch does it automatically. So the only thing that you have to change is the car and your microwave. Time. Twenty After time. <laughs> time, 20, 20% off at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers, for A.J. Hoffman, and for is it Cindy Lauper? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. A.M.